It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Let's check in with Brett the Vet of Veterinary Associates to hear more about some of his adventures with our four-legged friends. Here's Roy Hatfield. It is time once again, time for Ask Brett the Vet, where we visit with our good friend Dr. Brett Ellis of Veterinary Associates and their two area or their uh, location in Xenia, I should say, uh, right there just north of US uh, 68, right around 235. And the good doctor is joining us on this Thursday morning, Dr. Brett Ellis. Uh, how we doing? Hey, Roy, good to be back. And uh, wow, it's December and middle of December and it's going to be what 55 today and sunny yeah 55 today uh right around that same temperature tomorrow and then the rain comes for Saturday uh maybe it's appropriate that it's going to rain on Saturday because that yeah uh, would be one of the days of the year that I look forward to the most when it's mm-hmm. time for the game and of course uh, as mm-hmm. I have been saying over and over and over again this year it seems like 2020 remains undefeated <laughs> yeah well well said yeah, uh, you know, it's the only way Michigan could uh, keep us out of the playoffs. They weren't going to do it by beating us, so they had to, you know, just uh, lick doorknobs and, and windows, I guess, to <laughs> get the virus spread amongst the team. Um, but anyway, that's they're doing what's best for the outbreak. So I will support that, but still, doesn't mean you can't, you can't hold a little deepen that grudge that we have over with that team up north. Uh, so just so, so frustrating. <laughs> uh, now, obviously, there are a lot of people in these worlds that have big, bigger problems than that. But right, still, right. but still, but still, you'd like to have something to look forward to, like watching <laughs> the game. And yeah. uh, uh, the scoreboard shows that 2020 remains undefeated. But I guess it is yes, it what it is. So we well, will uh, we will move on. And yes, um, I, I did have a question to start out today. Okay, great. A, a gentleman uh, called, and he wanted to know, can you give a pet Benadryl for uh, allergies when it's scratching and itching really bad, about 25 milligrams? Is that a yay or a nay or what? Well, so... Benadryl is relatively safe. There are some dogs that uh, do the opposite um, of being relaxed and sedated from Benadryl. They can be hyper. Uh, that's that's rare, but it does happen, just so you know. Um, and the dose is one milligram per pound. So if your dog's 25 pounds, uh, 25 milligrams is fine. If your dog is, is you know 50 pounds, you may need may need two of those. And and it. The dose can vary, so it's a half to one milligram per pound. So sometimes 25 milligrams is, is the right dose for a 50-pound dog, but uh, you, you got to play with it a little bit. So that that's the dose. I didn't used to give doses on the air, but now you can look it up on Google. So I don't think uh, that's going to do any – I'm not giving advice to uh, non-clients. That's the, the concern among veterinarians, I guess. But um, the other thing about Benadryl, and this is what I learned a couple years ago uh, – the reason it doesn't work very well in dogs is that their allergies are not uh, histamine mediated. You know, histamine, so Benadryl is antihistamine, right? Right. Anti, yeah. Um, the um, uh, dog's allergies are not histamine uh, related. Uh, histamines are the things that cause your nose to run, uh, hives, welts, um, things like that. Um, and, and those are part of the red blood cell line, uh, from the mast cells that they are, that they are in, in our red blood cells, white blood cells. Um, dogs allergies are 
more immune mediated by their their T cells. So their lymphocytes are what's attacking their skin or telling the body to attack the skin uh, because of the allergen uh, out there. So it doesn't work very well, but um, there are some dogs that does, and, and especially for like bee stings, insect bites. Uh, kind of hives, things like that. It, it's more effective with those things. But just for the itchy dog, most of the time, um, it's not successful. Um, but it's worth a try because, you know, it's, it's inexpensive, very few side effects. And uh, uh, if your dog falls in that 10%, it might help. Okay, so a big thank you to that gentleman. We always appreciate questions on Ask Brett the Vet on Real Roots Radio as we roll right along until uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, we uh, had a, another couple of stories about uh, pets. First, uh, speaking of uh, canines, uh, there yeah. was some uh, recent research done in Budapest where uh, you might think your dog understands every word you say to him, but chances are that's probably not the case. They say in spite of their human-like capabilities for interpreting speech sounds, dogs do not hear the subtle differences between words in the way that humans do. So they're not quite understanding everything you say. Right. I think a lot of it's in, you know, how we say it and, and, uh, but, but they do, I mean, they can do math. Uh, they can know if one plus one doesn't equal one. Uh, they, they can recognize when there's, when there's problems with, with things like that. So they, they said they have the uh, capacity of about a two and a half year old, child for reasoning um understanding uh and learning they can learn typically about 160 words uh but then there's uh, the the border collies that can you know operate around in the 250s um so uh yeah they they also release the uh uh the order of intelligence which I, i'm not sure i agree with all of it was um number one of course is the border collie and i don't think anybody's gonna argue with that um, and then I went to the, shoot, I just lost my tag here. I think next was, uh, then poodles, your standard poodle, hmm. number two, then the German shepherd. And then it goes to a golden retriever and then Doberman, then a Shetland sheepdog. And finally a Labrador. Now I'm going to argue that the Labrador should be a lot higher and that they left German short hair pointers off of the list. But, uh, there's probably people that will disagree with me. So, um, yeah, it was interesting, though, but it's, uh, uh, that they do hear the words, they learn the words, um, but it's not, you know, when you're talking to your dog, like, why did you chew up my shoes? You know, that, they're, they're not hearing all of that. Right. <laughs> it's, it's more the one word and commands and, and, and in the right context. So, uh but if yeah, you say right. if you say walk or if you say potty or if you say eat yeah. or food, they understand that real well. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Your dog will learn those words, and uh, very important part of training to help the communication barrier that we sometimes have. Not not knowing what our pets are doing is my puppy is trying to destroy the house, <laughs> beating up on the other dog. Um, <laughs> little battle royal here in the living room right uh -huh, now. Uh -huh. Live action. Live action. 
So but they like WBZI. They get crazy when I when I'm on the radio here. <laughs> uh, uh, Brett DeVette joining us on Real Roots Radio as uh, we uh, talk about everything with the animal kingdom. And then uh, uh, this was interesting uh, talking about uh, you know we've, we're going through a pandemic right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there was a previous incident and how it affected horses. Yeah. So about five seven years after the Civil War ended. Uh, there was this equine influenza outbreak. And at that time, horses are how things got done. They didn't have motorized vehicles. Steam engines weren't quite, you know, out there yet. Um, so, you know, you, you didn't get your ale to the bar without a horse. And you didn't get your coal out of the mine without a horse. So this, this uh, virus started in uh, Toronto. Um, and the U.S. government tried to stop the import of Canadian horses. It didn't happen fast enough, and uh, it became known as the Canadian horse disease, so kind of similar to, you know, the China virus, uh, and um, it spread like wildfire. Of course, they did, the germ theory was just being developed. Then. Uh, viruses weren't identified for another 30 years, and uh, so all they knew was these horses were getting extremely sick. Um, but at that time, horses were viewed as tractors, you know? They weren't. They didn't look at animals with, as a spirit, as a pet. There was no laws to protect them. And the horses were still required. I mean, a lot of people were still requiring these horses to go to work, even though they were coughing, you know, heads down, uh, sick. They would get stressed. A lot of them died in the process of trying to do their job. So uh, this uh, uh, guy who, who was a playwright, but he wasn't a very good playwright, but he got left a big uh, inheritance from his dad. And uh, he decided to put his energies towards uh, towards uh, animal protection, uh, and he started the ASPCA. Um, what and what he did was he lobbied the Congress. He got laws passed. He got himself a badge, and he hired people to go out and uh, in the streets of New York City and uh, protect uh, the horses when people were these horses were noticeably sick and coughing and pulling carts in the streets of New York City, they would be turned back to their uh, to their houses and, and, and workplaces and uh, fined and uh, really upset a lot of people. But they also caught, he did it at the right time, and the momentum of the country wanted to take care of these horses. And so laws were enacted to um, recognize that uh, horses were not just tractors, that they were had um, feelings and could suffer. And uh, so that's how the ASPCA got going because of a, a viral outbreak like we're we're dealing with now. I mean, they thought the the world was coming to an end because how was anything going to get done without horses? They right. had people pulling, you know, the fire trucks with these big, huge water tanks that they were used to having, you know, like six or eight draft horses pull. And that's why Boston burnt to the ground in that 1873 or um, they, they couldn't get the fire trucks to the places uh, that were on fire fast enough. Uh, so the men were out there trying to pull these things, and and uh, so anyway, pretty uh, pretty uh, interesting twist in history, and how these viral outbreaks have been affecting us all along through our uh, evolution as a country, and uh, we will get through this one just like they got through that one. Right, and just like they got through that one, things will never be the same. That is for yep. sure. Uh, just uh, blessed are the flexible because they will not be broken. I guess that's one way to look at it. <laughs> I like that.
I'll, I'll keep that one. There you go. Snide 43 of the board on Real Roots Radio as we uh, chat with Brett the Vet. Do not forget, uh, just like our gentleman that uh, asked about Benadryl, if you ever have a question, get those in to me at Roy at RealRootsRadio.com, or you can leave them in the voicemail, and I promise I will ask Brett the Vet. The information you need, personalities you like, and the music you love. We are Real Roots Radio.